From Luke 8, Jesus says, Now no man lighting a candle covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but sets it upon a candlestick, that they who come in may see the light. For there is not anything secret that shall not be made manifest, nor hidden that shall not be known and come abroad. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whosoever has, to him shall be given. And whoever has not, that also which he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. So you can think you have the Catholic faith. You can say, I'm Catholic, I've been baptized, I don't pray or go to Mass or let alone confession, but I'm Catholic. That faith you think you have will be taken away. So use it or lose it. Our Baltimore Catechism teaches us on indulgences today. What is an indulgence? An indulgence is the remission, in whole or in part, of the temporal punishment due to sin. Remember, you have eternal punishment. You have temporal punishment. Eternal punishment is taken away by Christ's death on the cross, applied to you through the sacraments. Sacraments apply that saving grace, that sanctifying grace to the soul. That takes care of eternal punishment. Temporal punishment remains. Remains for our good, for our correction. Temporal punishment is done either in this life or in the next, in purgatory. Take your pick. Next question says, is an indulgence a pardon of sin or a license to commit sin? No. And one who is in the state of mortal sin cannot even gain an indulgence. How many kind of indulgences are there? Two, plenary and partial. A plenary indulgence is a full remission of the temporal punishment due to sin. Takes it all away. Partial indulgence, what is that? It takes part of the temporal punishment away. How does the church, by means of these indulgences, remit temporal punishment due to sin? It says, by applying to us the merits of Jesus Christ and the superabundant satisfactions of the Blessed Virgin Mary and of the saints, which marriage and satisfaction are its spiritual treasury. So it's like there's this big pot the church has, full of the infinite merits of Jesus and the superabundant merits of Mary and the saints. Our Lord's merits are infinite, cannot run out, endless. He's divine. Mary and the saints, so the superabundant satisfactions of Mary and the saints are different than our Lord's infinite merits because our Lord's won't run out, they're endless, and Mary and the saints eventually will run out. However, they are superabundant because the saints, their sins were few and their penances were many. So all this leftover stuff, I guess, is leftover merit goes into the pot. And the church draws out of this pot and applies these merits to our temporal punishment. And it says, what must we do to gain an indulgence? We must be in the state of grace and perform the works enjoined. Baltimore Catechism number three goes even deeper with this. It says stuff like, uh, the word indulgence, it means favor or, con or concession. It obtains by a very slight penance 
the remission of penalties that would otherwise be severe. Does the church, by granting us indulgences, free us from doing penance? Oh no, they doesn't free us, but it simply makes our penance lighter, that we may more easily satisfy for our sins and escape the temporal punishment that they deserve. And finally it says, we should make a general intention in our morning prayers asking to gain all possible indulgences each day. Because several of the prayers we may say and good works we do in the day may have indulgences attached to them, though we're not aware of them. So that's a good intention to ask for every day. Just tell the Lord you'd like to make a general intention to gain all the indulgences that you all indulgences that you can that, that day. There's all kind of them. The sign of the cross, using sacramentals, blessed objects. I mean, how, how many times a day do you look at the crucifix or an icon or something like that? Indulgences attached, all that kind of stuff. Partial indulgences. Some Latin for the day. Sanctificator. Nomen tomb. Hallowed name your. Hallowed be thy name. St. Pius X tells us that when we pray that, hallowed be thy name, we're asking God that he be known, loved, and served by all of us. Sanctificator nomen tum, hallowed be thy name. 